Hey everybody, welcome to the cast. It's Sam here. Today, Mike and I are talking about our respective theologies. And spoiler alert, they're not the same, and they're not as simple as one might hope. So, this is going to be a good one. Hope you enjoy it. And remember that the views and opinions expressed on this program are those of myself and Pastor Mike and may not necessarily reflect the views of C3KW. Enjoy! Sam. Yeah. I know because we are just so millennial and, you know, whatever. We hate labels. Yeah, we just hate them. When people say, Sam, you're such a hipster, I say, that label is meaningless. What do you mean by that? It's true. We'd love to do that. Actually, you've never done that to me. Actually, you have done that in jest, I think. But Wait, have I called you a hipster before? No, like you've said, like, what does what hipster mean to you? Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. You have done that to me because you're like, I'm Probably. not a Yeti hipster or something. Probably. You well, okay. I actually found out today that there is, so there's a type of hipster that is sort of a pet peeve of mine, mostly because it's like, yeah, I'll explain it a bit. You'll understand why it's a pet peeve. It's called a yucky. I, it's a term I just became familiar with today. It's spelled Y-U-C-C-I-E, Young Urban Creative Millennials. So it's like <laughs> it's like a yuppie for the new generation. And because they're creative, they kind of borrow from like hipsters a bit. In a way, I'm sort of that, I guess, because like I am young. I live in the city. I work in a creative field and I'm a millennial. <laughs> but like I don't like the same kinds of things. So like when I picture the typical yucky in my head, it's like the like guy with the nice haircut who's tattooed, has like beard and uses beard oils and stuff. Like which like I have grown a beard and used beard oils before. Fair. I've not. But like used beard oils. I've grown a beard. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like he's also like probably obsessed with going to the gym. Um, you know, probably makes a pretty good salary. Is likely doesn't have kids. That's um, what that means. Like, you just asked me, what does a young urban creative millennial look like or think like or be like? Okay. Th- it's like the avocado toast millennial, hmm. right? Probably like performatively vegan, likes craft <laughs> Performatively. Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, likes craft beer. Like it's all about like honestly the image and not necessarily like the, the actual, yeah, the substance. Because like if you talk about like hipsters, what they are is it's like an alternative kind of outsider community. So what you're saying. And now that's cool. Is that labels that help us generalize are never nuanced enough to capture. Yeah, exactly. And they're really fluid too. Fluidity, buzzword of the modern world. It's actually the same thing with um, with Christianity too. Like a, a Pentecostal 50 years ago is way different from a Pentecostal. Oh, or, and just, nowadays. yeah, out of reactions to like... I was actually talking with someone when we were in San Diego about... Uh, he grew up in New Zealand. Yeah. And Pentecostal has such a different connotation there 
than it did in Canada. He had to like almost stop referring to himself as a Pentecostal in Canada. Yeah. Because it meant so much like cultural different things, right? To it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, and it, yeah, and you're right. It's, we, we, and human beings love generalizations where it's called prejudice. We love doing it. Just yeah. it's easier to deal with people as groups, not individuals. We get that. But especially when it comes to theology and kind of our Christian camps, mm-hmm. we, we do need tribes. We do need to run in certain groups and, you know, which I think is important. Like, like I think any Christian who says like, I don't have a denomination, I'm not labeled, like you're just fooling yourself, right? Yeah. You have a tribe, you have a family, you have a theological yeah. camp. Whether you recognize it or not is a mm-hmm, whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, the moment you say, well, I disagree with them and disagree with them, like you're putting yourself in certain camps, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, even with the broad strokes yeah. of, you know, Protestant, which you know, we are, we are. Yep. Um, and like I'm ordained, technically ordained Pentecostal minister, right? C3 movement is a Pentecostal charismatic movement. Yeah. Um, there is nuance within everyone's kind of understanding. For sure. Um, so why not try to label ourselves? Yeah, let's try and do that. Let's do it. That's fun. Um, should I start? Yeah, go ahead. If I had to label myself, this is, this is really difficult for me. Um, I've had to think about this a lot lately. I think where I've landed is if you go on the Wikipedia page for the United Methodist Church and you just read about all their beliefs and all that, it's pretty much me. I pretty much agree with them on just about all this stuff. Um, there's maybe a couple places where I differ. I've never read their statement of faith, so I actually don't know. I, I'm going off Wikipedia. If I go over their statement of faith, I mean, it's probably pretty standard christian stuff here <laughs> like a lot honestly like a lot of the statement of faith across denominations are pretty similar they are but um yeah that, i feel like that's like that's, why so how come like what's the what would be the distinctive of that for you um so for the united methodist church like one they do a lot of them are more kind of liturgical style like they, they embrace that they do they embrace the sacraments um a lot um they're a bit they're a bit more liberal than some evangelical denominations though they're not um they're they're still very orthodox i'd say like um i don't feel like anything crosses a line but i just feel like they don't it seems like they don't really uh come down too heavily on one particular doctrine over another based on my understanding and basically i just read this and there's nothing i really disagree with um but it's funny like so i haven't ever attended a methodist church but it's just like when well, i methodist and united methodist are different yeah yeah okay i haven't ever attended a united methodist church um but i just just like the way they describe themselves i'm like yeah like i could probably go to this church and feel like very excited about the way they do things and well would you say though that you are um, a doctrinal charismatic uh, or in what practicing s- charismatic? In what sense? Well, you like, go to... So I go to a charismatic church. church. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right? So we do believe that the gifts of spirit are available. Yes. Active. I believe right? that so the gifts... So it's not just a doctrine that, yeah. yes, we're charismatic because the gifts are still around and so go be hospitable. It's no, like we want to see certain things happen in the context of local church. Yeah, I would say that I believe the gifts are active and I believe that it does make sense to um, utilize them 
Like I, I, I do agree with that practice. And by the way, too, just given your gift set from what we feel like God's given to you. Yeah. You going to a liturgical, probably more socially progressive or socially aware denomination is like your mercy gifts going crazy. It would so. be. Yeah. And like, I, I don't necessarily. Yeah. Like I, I've always kind of thought like, wow, like a lot of my preferences for like church aren't necessarily like what C3KW is all about, but that doesn't mean like I belong here. This is my family. Like I, I feel really at home. My C3KW. And I find oftentimes so like when you describe yourself, you describe yourself more along stylistic terms versus doctrinal. Yeah. Like I, I think like you, when you say like you're liturgical and sacramental. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is doctrinally implica- implied in certain things, but mm-hmm. it is much more of a stylistic for sure preference. Yeah. And I, th- I would say that like, I don't ever really come to our church and hear the preaching and the stuff that's said and be like, Whoa, that's a red flag. I don't agree with that. Like that just doesn't really happen for me. So like, like if that did happen, I probably wouldn't. It would come up on the cast. It would come up on the cast. Yeah. But like, you'll notice, like, I don't really ever question stuff Mike says in his sermons. Cause like, I pretty much tend to agree with it. And in saying that like United Methodist is probably where I would fit best. I'm, I'm not that I wouldn't call myself that. Necessarily. So, I, so, so like you would be a charismatic sacramental, um, kind of socially aware, protestant ish ish yeah i guess i guess so i guess so like even and then like that's not even touching on like the catholic part of my spiritual formation either which is ish which is that's where the ish comes from yeah because like yeah not everyone knows this but like i i was at a point where like i nearly converted to catholicism um there's a few things i couldn't really get over i couldn't really get over the marian stuff or um even just the idea of, of saints and like um, the idea that like we know that we're that these people are like in heaven and they're interceding. Like there's a lot of stuff I couldn't really wrap my head around. And I think a lot of it's probably, you know, a lot of it's the, people honestly don't deviate too far from the way they're brought up. So that stuff was always like, it's like this stuff's wrong. That was drilled into me from a young age. And I still like, and I have not been able to bring myself over the hump to believe that those things are true either. Like I, based because, on logic you know, and reason, like, yeah, you know, I haven't been able to, and everything. Reason has not gotten me there. Like it's one thing for like indoctrination to get you to a certain set of beliefs. But once like you actually bring your own reason into it and you still can't get there, then like you're, yeah, I'm guess what? I'm a Protestant for life, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is the fact that we have to say that in the, in the realm of discipline, doctrine and, um, Doctrine important, but I meant discipline sacrament. I think it's interesting that we have to do that. And even the the, the language of converting to Catholicism is weird. Yeah, that, that is a weird language. I shouldn't say it. Because, like, here's the thing. When I talk to Catholics, I'm never like, oh, I need to convert you to Protestantism. I, I, I don't feel mm-hmm. that way. Some Protestants would. Oh, 100% they would, yep. But I, I, I believe that my Catholic friends um, are part of the kingdom of God or part of the family of, of believers and that I will see them in heaven one day. Well, I don't I mean, I don't know what heaven's going to be like, but like, mm-hmm. I believe they have eternal life, right? Like I, I, so I don't feel like I need to win them over to something, well, especially it, because it, I know how difficult it would have been for me to decouple the beliefs that I yeah. had 
as a from a very young age but it's, it's more about even like in, in the protestant world right making sure people actually believe in jesus yeah and yeah, not and, and, and not the stuff of, of the For religious sure. experience like that right? their priorities are correct in their yeah right like because you know you can get a you know southern baptist been in church their whole life do communion do the whole thing yeah and never actually trust in jesus they trust in the stuff that they're doing to be yes. with jesus right yeah and same thing with mm -hmm. catholic or you can trust yeah, like they, in the church to save you or you can trust in jesus to save you like there is a i think there is some doctrinal error obviously i'm yeah. but I, like, you're right like i'm not gonna if i'm talking to a catholic and i can tell through just the conversation evidence of their life that they trust jesus they're filled with the spirit of god yeah my goal is not to make you protestant exactly right? like I, I we would argue and we'd have good rigorous debates hopefully mm -hmm. and be friends and because we're brothers and sisters in christ but yeah i mean a lot of like too like you have to remember i've had i've had just so many amazing catholics in my life like starting with my my grandma and my grandpa on my mom's side um, my grandma's passed on now but if you ask anyone who knew her and like myself too like she was like one of the most christ-like people i've ever known in my life like just so generous so loving um just like went out of her way to volunteer to like just give of her time and of herself to like the, her church to um volunteer organizations um just like the neighbor's kids like it was just such a she really walked the walk right and 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 was really devout and uh you know i i just you know, I, I trust that she's in heaven now. And that's, uh, mm -hmm. so I've just had like really good experiences with, with Catholics. And I think some people haven't, or just haven't had any experiences at all. But, um, mm -hmm. even my friend, Andrew, who I have talked about repeatedly on here and want to have on, um, like he's been someone who has been crucial to my spiritual formation, who I still bounce ideas off of, who I still share stuff with and, and talk about God and stuff with. Um, so like, yeah, it, it it the the Catholic Church has played a big role in my in the formation of my faith. I'm still a Protestant, but uh, well, arguably in anybody's faith, because yeah, know, oh, in everybody's faith. That's history. true. It has. <laughs> yep. True. But yeah, no, that's cool. That's good. I've I've been actually trying to wrestle this down for me a little bit. Yeah. Are you are um, you what you um, describe C three at? Like, are you a Pentecostal pastor? <laughs> I am a Pentecostal pastor now. Yeah. Um. I would say the there there's a nuance to every pastor. Yeah, obviously. Um, kind of like I've been trying to figure out a way, an easy way to like, because here's the thing: like labels do come with baggage a lot, and even the idea of evangelicalism in the modern world, Pentecostalism in Canada, especially, um, mm -hmm. even charismatic can have its own like weirdness to it, right? Yes, um, and. And so although I am evangelical in my, you know, ideas on salvation and Jesus first and like the Bible and Pentecostal, you know, by my ideas of, um, you know, gifts of the spirit and the presence of God as a, as a actual palpable thing, mm -hmm. um, charismatic in my ideas around some of the spiritual gifts like um i am yeah yeah right? but there's nuance there right and i think that's where it's so the thing that i've been processing a little bit is and this is just like so i don't even know when this is this one's going going to air maybe i'll change by then but like yeah, it's probably in like a month the if we do the the idea for me right now is a um 
um, a, a, a missional monastic mystic, (laughs) 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 um, who is charismatic and Protestant. (laughs) Uh, and the reason why I have been thinking about that is, is three different kind of, those three different words kind of mean certain things in Mm -hmm. the tradition of the faith. Yeah. Right. Missional is actually a very modern kind of word about the mission of God going out that we're about reaching people, Mm -hmm. bringing hope to people, the resurrection life, the announcement of hope and rescue and salvation. Yeah. That we're not these monastic communities that kind of hide away or even kind of separatist communities that want to create our own little Christian society up in the hills and whatever. No, we are for the people seeking the people, the hope of the city missional mm-hmm. um so I, i'm yes i'm city guy planning churches that's what we, we want to see mm-hmm. i'm monastic in the sense of the discipline of monasticism yeah right that we are doing the things that form the soul that was the heart of it right the right. heart of early monasticism was like some of it was reactionary to like culture but a lot of it was just putting ourselves in the place of like encountering god yeah and having him mm-hmm. fill us and know us and um yeah and having that kind of like for the good of the soul but i also think for the good of the world and so it's kind of like that that discipline focused um internal world but with 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 the mystic and this is a word that people especially the reform guys nice not to shut you out but yeah hate Mm -hmm. the idea that god is an encountering speaking god that the disciplines are not unto themselves that God is revealing, that God has spoken in his word, but also to our souls. Holy Spirit is active, present, powerful, real, using us in charismatic ways. That's where I kind of cut the charismatic into that. Although technically it's, that's how I'm using the word. Um, So that God is a speaking God. God is an encountering God. And when I go to do my disciplines, I believe God's meeting me there. Yeah. That God can speak to me and show me and and lead me. And so, you know, that's kind of where I've been landing, been processing that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and like, and so that's where like, it doesn't encapsulate everything because like I would be in my preaching way more like Christocentric than the average Pentecostal, I think. Um, a little more Baptisty in my mm. thing there, but that's all framed actually by the missional and the mystical parts of yeah how I've grown. Right. So that's how I've been thinking. Like, I, I don't know if, if that actually encapsulates everything I am because I would say that you know, I am, you know, I grew up Pentecostal, kind of ran away for a bit, hated Pentecostalism Yeah. for like a year. <laughs> um, well, not hated, I just couldn't be in the church. And now I'm leading a Pentecostal church, Pentecostal charismatic church and Pentecostal movement, right? So it's like, my soul is Pentecostal. Yeah. Um, that's why I, I, I tell people. Um, in my mind, the nuance of, of, of way that my theology has developed um, is... Like, I kind of make everybody angry. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before, right? Yeah. Like, um, uh, the charismatics, I'm not charismatic enough sometimes. The Baptists, you're not I'm too charismatic. Yeah. Right? I'm not liturgical enough. I'm too focused on sacraments and the discipline. Like, it just, yeah. and I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, maybe it's a weird personality issue, but, so that's yeah. what I've been trying to think. Like, how would I, like, if someone, and, and, and like, because, it's not because I think anyone would even understand those terms as I explained them, but like the idea that, you know, I remember, I think it was like a bunch of like 
the John MacArthur tribe was trying mm. to get a new word for like our kind of faith, evangelical faith. Yeah. Because it like it got so tied with politics and everything. Right. They were talking about like new hope Christians or resurrection Christians or resurrection only or some there was of this term because we're trying to figure out how to how do we label ourselves moving forward. Mm-hmm. And and I, and because we need our tribes. And so like if someone were were to say, Hey Mike, like, you know, what church are you part of? We're part of Pentecostal Charismatic Church. It's who we are. It's who I am. Um, who God's developed us to be, and I believe, you know, is what it is. Um, but then the other, the underscoring nuance of that, right, is like a, yeah, I like the idea of the missional sort of monastic mystic, also because it sounds pretty cool together, um, with that kind of almost like reformer Christ alone yeah. bent. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. I right, do. like... That's kind of where I sit. And again, it's not perfect. And it's like, if I needed just one word, well, Pentecostal charismatic. But I, but I like that there's not this like, you know, commitment to one tradition all the, like all the way. Like it's, it's like, yeah, like not one tradition didn't get everything right. Well, I think anyone who kind of, I, I would question the unquestioner. Is that right? Is that right? Um, that's people that I think things it. can't be questioned I would question the one who does not question yeah that's because like I do believe there comes a point where you, you pick your tribe yeah right? and my tribe is Pentecostal yeah right? that's, that's who I am like for me I'd almost say like like I'm reluctantly this Protestant thing <laughs> that I am <laughs> right like yeah. this is where I've fallen this or I've landed the right. Lord has led you. The Lord is where the Lord has led me, and I'm gonna yep. be okay with that. Well, and the thing is, at the end of the day, like there's like we're the Jesus only people. Okay, get over yourself. Um, we're orthodox in our essentials, right? And then we're nuanced in our secondary things. And at the end of the day, right, like brothers and sisters in Christ, to me means we are in agreement. Dogmatically, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but doctrinally in our essential understandings of God, salvation, right, which deals with humans and sin and redemption, right, and ultimately the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if we can, like, believe on those things, then the nuance might be annoying. Why would you believe something like that when this is clearly the right one? Yeah. <laughs> right? But, uh, just kidding. <laughs> um, but i think that we have to also have that deference and i I find that too with the modern church like people are sort of moving away from denominations anyway into more networks it's more about like our culture they'll use words like culture and like tribe and yeah it does seem like it matters more like what's it like to go to this church a lot now a little bit more and i think because most people like again heightened sense of individuality kind of develop their own theologies anyway and so it's like i like this part i don't like that part you know whenever he preaches on this whatever i don't agree but generally speaking we're on the same team right yep and I, I, I hope that does something for church unity. Well, I think I actually think it is good. Like, a, yeah. like there is a kind of. I don't think we'll ever get rid of denominations because I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like all the networks are, are denominations. like denominations, yes. right? They're yeah. just like they're a little bit. They're more connected around methodology. It's very practical than it is around theology, right? But at the same time, like so, so a church like Slate, like we would. The, we, like they're technically a different denomination than us mm-hmm. but i would say we've sort of felt connected to them in a various amount of ways like well in the idea of you know young 
urban church plant, yeah. right? And yeah, so exactly. there'd be a lot of similarities and overlap, and we could probably have a lot of, and do have a lot of good conversations on what on what that means, right? Yeah. Um, even though they're part of different tribe, yeah, like officially, but like again, they're sort of they're kindred spirits, though. Like, right? oh, hundred percent, so right? Like, and and then there's the nuance, and that's the fun. That's a good thing about like church planning, even itself, or right? there's always nuance, and no one leader is the same, and you know. And even within, like, the cool thing about, like, the C3 that I really appreciated, right, is that you don't, like, there is a nuance among 600 churches, right? There's yes. general feelings of culture, general feelings of of unity. But then, like, even between us and C3 Toronto, right? Yeah. Which we love and, like, have helped us out mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. There's just difference, right? Yeah. A lot of it is because I yell a lot, <laughs> a lot more uh, than Pastor Sam. He's so much more gentle and, not gentle and, like, He's so much, he's as passionate, if not greater than I am passionate, but he just says, he sounds so much nicer. Than, maybe it's the Australian accent. I don't know what it is. I, I just yell a lot more. Um, or, you know. You if just you, evoke a Southern Baptist I, I evoke preacher, this, slamming his Bible. He's just getting the, the fundamentalist <laughs> out of me, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, but, then, but then, you know, you go to like San Diego or New York, um, even Atlanta, we went to Atlanta for like one of the, the pastor's days. And it's just different. It's different culture, yeah. different nuance. Um you know, different context, suburban, rural, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so if I had to like pin myself down, that's kind of where I've been thinking about lately is like that idea of a missional monastic mystic <laughs> who's grace-centered, Jesus-centered, which I hold every Christian is, but explicitly in the sense of like kind of, kind of reformed that way. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting question that we could like try that to is, it is a That is a fun question. And I mean, I think... Like, I hope it's fluid enough. The, like, our definitions is are, like, you know, within the bounds of orthodoxy are, like, somewhat fluid. Because I think that discovering this and discovering where you lean, like, that's part of your spiritual walk. And new yep. new things you discover might change old things. And Well, I think there's a process of learning, right? Like, yeah. It, like, if you fully think you've wrestled down your theology by the time you're 21... You haven't. You have not, right? You haven't lived long enough to. Yeah. Right? And I don't mean necessarily you will change anything fundamental. Like, I have not changed any fundamental thing I believe. Because I believe Jesus is the revelation, right? Like, that's never shifted. I don't think I really have either. Even if I, like, if you were to challenge me in a lot of stuff, I might sound, like, way more, like, liberal and mystic than I did as a child. But, like, I I still feel like I'm the same. Well, like... Right. I feel like my mind has shifted. Yeah, yeah. But my soul... Yeah, that's my, such a my, bad my metaphor. My orientation to God, I feel like... like has, yeah, like even as a young kid, I remember being like... I, I've always been... And it could be because I was raised Pentecostal, right? Yeah. A mystic Christian. I always believe God speaks. God's guiding. God's here. God's present. And not in just the Bible, but like in a personal guiding way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it always gets tested by scripture. I'm very orthodox in that sense. Um, you know, every words of knowledge and the prophetic are always submitted to Jesus. That's right. Through the scriptures. Um, but I've always had that. Like, I remember, like, yeah. the best times of my life were, like, at the altar, feeling like God's, like, speaking in, into my heart, right? Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So I think I have... Yeah, I've just got more mature in my thinking, my understanding. Some things have changed in, like, good and bad. Like, not good and bad. That's poor moral language for this. Just in, in like, uh, for better or for worse in my understanding of certain, like... Um, structures of church maybe or 
you know, there was a season in my life from about like 18 to 22 where I was like pretty like convinced of certain things. Yeah. Just like that were un, that, that were non-essential. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've got back to some of the course I've always believed, but just I understand them better mm-hmm. and I'm more convinced of them. Um, and I'm, I feel like the wider I read, obviously the, the broader and deeper the theology goes, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause even like, like growing up Pentecostal and even, I don't even remember hearing the word liturgy to like college. Yeah. Like I, I, I probably did, but I just don't remember it. Right. Yeah, like yeah. I just don't remember it. Or like the Calvinists were like these reprobate, like abusers of grace. I still believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, like I remember going to school thinking like I went to the Redeemer thinking like, I need to go save these Calvinists. Right. Like they're right, like, they right. don't know Jesus. They're not passionate at all. Like they sing hymns. Right. Like, and like, you just, you're just dumb and young. Right. Passionate. Yeah. Right? I remember like, I got, to pre- I, I, got, I got to preach at one of the chapels and like did a whole like Pentecostal altar call moment. Mm. And I'm pretty sure the president at the time did not like it because I got like the organ to play behind me. The whole thing I did, I went full Pentecostal. Um, You're being manipulative, Mike. Uh, just using the tools God gave us. But, um, and, and you know, just doing what, what I could do in that, in that space. And obviously growing out of that, like, like I think the best Calvinists and the best Arminians and the best Pentecostals and the best whatever, like they're going to look very similar. They're going to heart's going to be the same. Yeah. Hopefully. Right? Hopefully. Um, want people to meet Jesus. It's the same them. Jesus. So. Yeah. Right. And, and even just developing like certain, like, um, like emphasis, right? Like the idea that a lot of like the, the mainline denominations get social justice way better and adopting that, like getting the beauty of liturgy, right? Bringing the passion of the charismatic theology, um, having thought through worship, having crystal-centric preaching, right? Like mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of, those things like are things that have like been added to or at least strengthened or developed or understood deeper. And um, so that's what happens. It's like, I've, I've sort of run from the label of Pentecostal for a long but that's what I, like, I know I am. My soul is Pentecostal. and, and Can't get that. away from it. Like, I might not be Pentecostal in some of, like, the cultural Pentecostalism, but, like, the power of the Spirit, the presence of God, the things that used to, I would say, mark what I grew up in, I still hunger for, still believe, right? I still want that. There's just these other parts of, my, of me that have developed, and that's where I think that really labeling it gives some clarity, right, that... We are have we we, and, and it got, obviously it also it also says what I believe we we should be about, right? Being led by God, to be with God, and to be for the sake of the world. Like it, like it's, I would argue these are good things, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of just where I've landed. I've been thinking about that. Just I might write 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 a blog about it to try to articulate it deeper. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like, we've talked about it. How we're like even we want to create potentially like this like modern monastery kind of yes haven for spiritual development mm-hmm. right even in the city and yeah not in the sense of the separatist kind of holy space of the old monasticism but like and not the new monasticism which is a socially left progressive christian movement this modern monasticism <laughs> gonna give it a new label yeah. of just creating space in, in in life for people to have a mystical encounter with jesus but always run it through the proper doctrines of faith and orthodox 
understandings of scripture. I don't know. Like that's, that's what we're I'm on board. To, right. Let's do it. Let's do it. But yeah, I know. I was interested in that conversation. Like where, 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 where do we find ourselves right now? I'm 29. I'm 24. Right. Here's where we find ourselves at 24. Right. Yep. I was leading a non, I was leading a non-charismatic church, though I was charismatic, tra- culturally Baptist, though I was culturally progressive. And look at me now. <laughs> now you're back. In now the- I'm back in the Pentecostal world. Yep. Full circle. Full circle. So, I wonder where I'll be at 29. Um, I think... Um, I can't speak to your future, man. I'm no prophet. You don't have that gifting. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> I can make some guesses. But... <laughs>